Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. He broke the news about 25, 30 minutes ago. Mike Rabel fired by the Tennessee Titans. Adam Schefter joins us to start this hour in Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Of course, ESPN Senior NFL Insider on a very busy day. Adam, we appreciate a couple of minutes. Let's just start right there. Why was Mike Rabel fired in Tennessee? Well, Chris and Joe, I think that they looked at this and he was 1-8 and eight in the division the last two years. I think we start with that little record right there. I think you look at some of the other factors, back-to-back frustrating seasons, multiple games under 500, the 1-8 and eight division record the last two years. And I think the bigger thing is, is just that the organization wasn't functioning the way that everybody wanted it to exactly. And I think that they were in a situation where they felt like they were better off making change. Look, there have been questions and speculation all year long about Mike Vrabel wanting out. So I, I think this was kind of a two-way street in my mind that, that both sides were interested in this, but the Titans obviously made the move, and he's out today. So, Adam, naturally, for people in our position, all eyes turn to New England, where Vrabel was quite the accomplished player. What does this do for Patriots owner Robert Kraft in terms of his decision-making process as to who his coach will be next season? Well, I think that Robert Kraft goes through it and he does what he's going to do, regardless of who's available. The fact that Mike Vrabel is available, if they make a change with Bill, which seems to be, again, the sense across the league, but you're talking about dissolving a 24-year relationship, and that's complicated and layered there's a lot to it and so if if the Patriots go the way and again most people think that they will but they haven't yet and we don't know what comes out of that but if they do go that way uh I would think that Mike Vrabel would be a logical candidate there in Foxborough an obvious candidate in Foxborough it won't be the only place he's a candidate I think he instantly goes to becoming a tier one candidate along with Jim Harbaugh Bill Belichick, if he's let go, Ben Johnson in Detroit. I mean, there are certain guys that you look at and say, these guys are going to get jobs, and I think Vrabel would be one of them. Adam, great stuff. We know it's a busy day. We appreciate a few minutes. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great one. Yep, Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider, telling you exactly what happened, and clearly everybody was not on the same page there, and it would have been somewhat aggravating. Like, I hate to put it this way, but it's 100% true. Like, even at the midseason, when the Patriots put Vrabel into uh, their Hall of Fame or their Ring of Honor, whatever it was, like, if I were the Titans, that would aggravate me that during a bye week, he goes and does that and he's sitting in Bob Kraft's suite. You know, like, that's something that you could communicate with the Patriots about. You do that down the line somewhere else. You don't do that on our time and that's just one of those little things that kind of points to the fact that Vrabel himself might have wanted to get out of there and they just beat him to the punch 
none of it should come across as that surprising. I, I go back to that, and this was you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the, the AJ Brown thing. What was that last year, or was that, that was two, before the twenty two draft? It was just they that scenario or at the twenty two draft where it's yeah. a team that is just desperately, desperately in need of firepower. They've got one of the top receivers in the league. They're going to be looking for the secession plan to Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. We have seen how you can speed up the development of a young quarterback. You give him a top weapon. Look at what happened to Jalen Hurts when he got A.J. Brown. Look at what happened to Josh Allen when he got Steph Diggs. Look at Justin Fields this year with D.J. Moore. Look at Tua Tungavailoa with Tyreek Hill. Like, this isn't rocket science. So you're looking for a new quarterback, but hey, at least you have A.J. Brown. And then they go and they trade him away because they didn't want to pay him. That was the rumor out of Tennessee. They didn't want to pay him what big-time wide receivers are due, so they traded him to Philadelphia. Philly's happy to accommodate that move. Sends a one back to Tennessee. They draft, who is it, Traylon Burks, who Mm -hmm. the Titans aren't getting a whole lot out of right now, but it's still early in his career. We're not going to say anything too negative about a young guy who's battled some injury there. And and if you're Rabel, you're sitting there saying, how the hell – are we supposed to go out and win football games when the few star players we have you're getting rid of? Kevin Byard was just traded to the Eagles once again right before the trade deadline. I mean, you're supposed to be acquiring talent, not getting rid of talent, and that's what the Titans have been doing. So for a guy who was very close in the AFC Championship game just a few years ago, he probably doesn't want to just sit around and go through GM after GM looking to rebuild this thing. He wants to get out there and compete, and that's not where Tennessee is right now. I don't know how appealing that Tennessee job is, by the way. Oh, God. I mean, 25th in defensive efficiency this year, 24th in defensive EPA. That side of the ball is a problem. You got big question marks at the most important position on the field at quarterback. Malik Willis looks to be a swing and a miss. Tannehill's headed to free agency. I guess Will Levis is your guy. Derrick Henry, best player for the franchise for the last decade, he's headed for free agency. Your offense just finished the season 27th and scoring at 17 points per game. The division continues to get better. The Texans immediately became legitimate. The Colts aren't going to spend a lot of time toiling. Jacksonville could turn it around relatively quickly, but they're at the worst of 500 team. You get the seventh overall pick, so you're not going to be sitting around with one of the top draft picks in terms of the quarterback position. I don't know. How appealing is that job compared to some of the others? I don't think it's terribly appealing. And Nashville is such a great place to live. I, I know, but where they are as an organization right now, clearly they are going to be looking for a guy who aligns 100% with that, the thing is, though, I think we can. We always end up coming back to this, right? There's only 32 of the jobs. Correct. There's people only will want it for sure. Yeah, and listen, we don't know if any others are going to come open. If Dallas will come open, if Philly would actually come open, if things turn disastrous this this year, uh, this week rather. Um, so then we're looking. New Orleans is not opening up. It becomes trickier, though. Think about this: if you've got uh, Belichick, Vrabel, Harbaugh, and then if we're going to operate under the assumption that Ben Johnson gets a job this year? I think that's happening. So then for those lower-level coordinators, or for those coordinators who are hoping for a crack at one this year, all of a sudden, maybe not so much because you've got a star-studded free agent class of coaches there. You've got a lot. There's a lot to get excited about. And I I mean, are we under the impression we're done with the firing process? We still don't know what's going on with Belichick, even though you already mentioned that. But no, it, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think do we that's feel like outside of that, there's not going to be another one somewhere? Well, Dennis Possibly Allen's McCarthy? not happening, right? So it, at least it appears that Dennis Allen's not happening. Um, 
any other ones that we would have kicked around would involve Dallas, would involve uh, Philadelphia this week with that thought process. I don't know. At one point, you would have thought about Tampa Bay. They won a division with Baker Mayfield. Todd Bowles isn't getting fired. So think this one through then. What's been the biggest problem with coaching in Dallas? It's Mike McCarthy's inability to manage end-of-half and end-of-game scenarios properly. That's what kind of burns them on a regular basis. They can win in the regular season. We've seen that. 12 victories exactly each of the last three years. The problem is beating the good teams, being able to out-strategize them. Is Vrabel not the anti-McCarthy? Vrabel's the guy that knows the rule book so well that when Belichick tried to game him in New England years ago for Brady's last Patriot game with that offsides penalty, Vrabel ended up declining it because he knew the situation where you'd be able to run extra time off the clock or Mm -hmm. save yourself time, whatever it was. I don't even know. But Vrabel's one of those guys that knows the rule book and the mechanisms of game management inside and out. He's not perfect, but he's a hell of a step up from McCarthy when it comes to that. Do you think if you're Jerry Jones, you're looking at that scenario? Because does Vrabel strike you as a guy that needs full hey, team control? You know who brought Vrabel up with, with Dallas midseason with us? Jeff Darlington brought that up. Darls? Yeah, he did. Darls. As a, in fact, he did. And that was a possibility at the time. That would be something that would play into it, especially with how well the Dak has played this year. I think we're okay there. I'm not necessarily worried about Mike McCarthy um, leaving the organization and then Dak's not going to play well. Is there – I'm just going to ask this question. The Patriots have the third pick, right? They need a quarterback. Who is the best coach right now to come in and develop a quarterback? I'd have to say it's Harbaugh. Is there any chance Bob Kraft would hire Harbaugh? Harbaugh has a – well, it's interesting because he had Kaepernick. He he had Alex Smith, but then he drafted Kaepernick, turned it over to Kaepernick, and they got quite a bit out of him. Uh-huh. Now, this isn't to get into all the other stuff that happened. It's he just, developed you know, Andrew they did, Luck at Stanford, too. They developed him. He, he, Andrew Luck, yeah. So thinking about Harbaugh – so Harbaugh to New England is what you're suggesting here. I, I'm just – as a possibility. Yeah, I mean, if you're Kraft I, – I don't think Kraft is the type of guy who's too picky in terms of does this guy want control or does this guy need this. I think he wants a guy who's going to win. I think it's as simple as that, which is what makes him great, right? He's not going to get bogged down in the, well, you know, I, I need a guy who can win, but I also need to be able to get the credit. So that's going to eliminate a few of these stronger type A personalities from the pool, right? I, I mean, one thing on Kraft, if you look at, it's been a while since he's hired a head coach, but his it's been decades. His <laughs> three coaches, while he's been an owner, have been Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. All of those hires had head coaching experience. They were all NFL head coaching experience. Jim Harbaugh fits that mold. Mike Vrabel did, fits that mold. Did he hire nice. Parcells? He in, didn't in hire Parcells. He inherited him. Yeah, he inherited him. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, man, I don't know. Vrabel to me is uh, such a perfect coach of the Patriots. But at the same time, you have to be, if you're Mike Vrabel, you have to be willing to accept the fact that you're not going to win here anytime soon, right? I mean, that's, week, that's, that's the stinger. Like, you're you're going to get your hands dirty building this thing up, and it's going to take some time because, again, Rodgers is coming back to the Jets. The Bills aren't going anywhere, and the Dolphins look formidable. I'm not going to say they're great, but they're formidable. That is a really tough division. You are taking over the worst team with the worst roster in a division that has three good teams. 
assuming Rodgers is healthy and playing. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. In just moments, we now know that Mike Vrabel is out there as a free agent. Adam Schefter called him a Tier 1 head coach candidate. So who's the other big name that just jumped on that list. It's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's the future? Yeah, I hope to have a future. Hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow. I would be stunned if Harbaugh's not in the NFL next year. Part of the reason is he did what he said he was going to do, which is restore Michigan to greatness. He will now be interviewing teams for his services. He will go there and go, who's going to be my GM? Can I pick my GM? Am I going to have final say on the roster? Like, he is in a position of power. I just want to enjoy this. Can a guy have that? Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. If you're just joining us, the breaking news of the day is that Mike Vrabel has been fired by the Tennessee Titans. That happened about 45 minutes ago, first reported by Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL senior insider. Uh, Jim Harbaugh last night, of course, now becomes one of the other 
tier one candidates, as Adam Schefter put it in describing Mike Vrabel for some of the other jobs. We're waiting to see if there's any news today that comes with Bill Belichick being somebody that is a free agent as a coach. Uh, Harbaugh was asked after winning the national championship last night if he would want to go and now win a Super Bowl. You just mentioned all those accomplishments in the big person's table. Would you want to add winning a Super Bowl to that? I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. And I hope you give me that, you know. Can a guy have that? Does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? You know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Can a guy have that? Can, can somebody just give a guy a chance to celebrate? For how, about, Pete's sake. how about the last one? I hope to have a future. So basically, you just you hope to be alive tomorrow. Yeah, should play Who's that got Queen a better song. Than Jim? <laughs> like I just, I just I, look. I don't know why we're talking about jobs. I just, I want to wake up tomorrow. That's it. That's that's all Jim Harbaugh's focused on right now. Happy New Year to everybody. <laughs> I, I I think Harbaugh is the ultimate competitor. When you talk about competitive people, he is at the apex. He is at the top of that list. I I don't think this is about whether or not Michigan can offer him enough money, whether or not his legacy becomes secure if he's at Michigan for 40 years and he wins three or four championships. I think Harbaugh wants to just win and be the best. And I think now that he's gone to Michigan, his alma mater, he's restored them to prominence. He delivered three consecutive playoff berths and then a national championship. His work is done there. He wants to go win a Super Bowl would be my guess. Get back to the NFL, take another franchise, build them up, win the Vince Lombardi trophy, and put yourself in conversation for greatest of all time. That's what he's going for, in my opinion. Everywhere he has gone, he has been successful. The University of San Diego, he went 29-6. and six. Stanford, he went 29-21. and 21. The Niners, he goes 44-19-1. Goes to a Super Bowl, very close, loses to his brother. And then he goes to Michigan, goes 88-25, and 25 and wins a national championship. He is one of the best football coaches on the planet. And I think winning a Super Bowl is the type of thing that just secures that legacy. One of the handful, the small handful of people that could jump between the ranks of college and pro and win at the highest possible level in both locations. Yeah. I mean, and the thing that's amazing to me, you know, people sometimes will look at some of those records and look at Stanford and they're like, oh, 29-21, I think, right? Yeah, most of those wins came in the last two years after we built this program. I mean... It's Stanford! Stanford yeah. does not compete does in that? college football, ladies who, and gentlemen. 29-21 is incredible at Stanford. They should build a statue at Stanford yeah. for that. Honestly, they should. Now, so I, I'm just fascinated right now with the idea of the high level of coach that we are going to have available for some of these jobs. It's big time this year. It really is. Rank them for me right now. Available coaches? Available coaches right now. If we're going to throw, and we will operate under the assumption that Belichick's in it. Harbaugh one. Harbaugh one. Wow. Belichick two. Because I think what Belichick rejuvenated, coming to another franchise, especially if it's the Chargers, where they already have a quarterback in place. I think he can take that that organization. And I'm not talking about winning Super Bowls. I'm taking talking about taking an unserious organization and gaining respect. Because right. as we always talk about with the Chargers, they're just kind of a punchline. There go the Chargers charging again. Like the first thing you got to do if you're the Chargers is get that mindset out of the, the lexicon 
of the entire public. Like you got to get rid of that. You got to be be a serious franchise. So I'd say Belichick two, and then it looks like Vrabel three. Although I'm very interested, the Detroit offensive coordinator. I keep forgetting his name. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. That's it's all you hear about are great things there. What he's done with Jared Goff. What he's done with that offense. That's intriguing to me. Um, any college guys outside of Harbaugh that might be looking to take the jump, that's kind of a pass. It feels like the guys that are having the most success in the NFL right now are these young guys off the Mike Shanahan coaching tree, quite frankly, because it's all those dudes who just kind of understand the modern NFL defense, how to break the rules of the modern NFL defense, and how to gain respect in the locker room. Like these young guys, McVay, Shanahan, um, D'Amico Ryans comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree, Mike McDaniel, LaFleur. These are the guys that understand how to relate to the modern player. You can't grab face masks and scream at guys anymore. They don't respond to that. You got to understand the new generation, and these younger guys tend to understand that. So if that's how we're ranking them, and I understand your rankings. That's the rudimentary first look at it, but I'm open to conversation here, obviously. Right. I I probably would still agree with that 100%. You don't have – you would not put Vrabel ahead of Belichick? Because some might think the game has passed him by. Okay. I can't. You got to project, though. You got to project out. No, I'm projecting out. I can't do that. So I would want to be in that group right now. Mike Vrabel, just because I think those other two guys are obviously going to be the ones chased after the most. And then you might look at it and say, well, when the music stops, do you want to make sure that you get a chair? Well, Mike Vrabel's going to be in a position, let's just say that Harbaugh signs somewhere, the Raiders go hard after him and don't get him. Uh, Let's say that um, Belichick ends up you know, in Washington. Then all of a sudden, you've got a couple of huge jobs that are open, and Vrabel is going to be the best candidate of that group. So he's going to be able to extract one hell of a deal from somebody because the other two big guys are gone, and he's the last one standing. Yeah, it's the panic move. The yeah. t- the team that uh, the music stops, but, they don't have the chair. It's, hey, Vrabel, come on in. $20 million a year. We're desperate. But you still get a great coach. Exactly. H- here's one to throw at you. Mm. If you are, now just think about this for a second. If you're the McCaskey family in Chicago, you are staring at a 2024 season with Matt Eberflus as your head coach and Justin Fields as your quarterback when door number two offers up Caleb Williams at quarterback and an opportunity to pursue Belichick, Harbaugh, Vrabel. Like, we're talking about a franchise-defining offseason for the Chicago Bears. Door number one, you stick with what you've got, Eberflus and Fields. While knowing door number two is Caleb Williams for sure at quarterback and then a heavy pursuit of one of those top three coaches. Whereas you might have to interview one of them and say, what would you do with Fields versus Williams in order to secure getting them as your head coach? Because you could interview Vrabel for the job, for example, and Vrabel Mm -hmm. would say, I want Caleb Williams. The organization says, we're good with Justin Fields. All right, I'm not taking the job. Like, imagine that. Chicago in a very, very sticky situation. And listen, Mike Vrabel would be a perfect Bears coach. Like, that's a Bears coach right there. But having said that, if you give me that choice, you know how much I love Justin Fields. I'll drive you to the airport. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, we're. I got the number one pick. 
I could trade away Justin Fields and, and get a decent return for him right now, and I get one of those three guys to lead my organization, there's not a discussion to be had. You're possibly getting a better quarterback on a cheaper contract for a longer period of time. What are we missing here? And Fields infinite, has to get paid and is injury prone. What are we doing here? And an infinitely better head coach. <laughs> infinitely. Sorry, Eberflus. Sorry. Got to go. I, 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 this is going to be great. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. More perspective on all of this now that Mike Vrabel has been fired by the Titans. Is he now ranked ahead? Would you put him up there as the top candidate available at the moment? We get into it all with one of our insiders in moments after Joe has this from our friends over at Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer all your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. One hour ago, Mike Vrabel fired head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Some of us a little more surprised than others. We had Jeff Saturday on last hour. said he had been hearing some things that might lead in that direction, so he wasn't as surprised. We welcome in right now ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano, who joins us. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Joseph uh, has been on this. I have been as well. A little bit surprised by it. So what was your reaction, Dan, when you heard the news about Mike Vrabel being fired? Yeah, you know, if you asked me a week ago, I would have said, you know, unlikely. But, you know, I was in Nashville on Sunday for the game against the Jaguars. And talking to people around that situation, it sounded like there was at least a conversation to be had. And I think 
when you look at the statement issued by the team owner, Amy Adams Strunk, it makes it pretty clear that the reason for this move is that Vrabel and the first-year GM, Rand Carthon, were not aligned, and she wanted to make sure that the head coach and the GM were. Now, you and I can sit here and say, boy, it sure feels odd to pick a first-year GM over a guy that's been as successful as Vrabel has as a head coach, but um, that seems to be what has happened here. Uh, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens next with Brabel because uh, he has been an extremely good head coach, and I would imagine that these teams that have openings are going to want to talk to him uh, because he's a candidate they may not have expected to be able to get. Let's go down that road for a second. So this hiring cycle could have Bill Belichick out there. It looks like it could have Jim Harbaugh out there. Um, We're sorting through how things are going to play out with Vrabel, how in demand could he be? And then let's go ahead and draw that New England correlation as right. well. If Belichick is out, is is that where Kraft would be looking? Or do you think it's more of a total reset going in a different direction sort of thing? No, no, I think it's I think it's it's perfectly reasonable to to think that Vrabel will be a candidate in New England if Belichick is out. Uh that's still an if. Uh I think we probably expect that to happen, but it hasn't and and, and uh you know it's possible that it won't. But if it does, you know, the, the, the guy on staff, um, Gerard Mayo, on the defensive staff, has been thought of as the successor to Belichick for, for a while now. And it may be that he is. It may be that that's in motion and that's who it'll be. But um, they have to conduct a search by rule. They have to interview people from outside the organization. So uh, Vrabel was inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame for his contributions as a player earlier this season. Uh, he has an affinity for the organization. The organization has an affinity for him. And um, I don't think it would be a surprise at all if, if there was mutual interest there. So uh, I, I think that's a, those are fair dots to connect. You know, if Belichick is on the market, that's the one place we know he's not going. So <laughs> I think um, he would be somebody to watch there. But, but again, like I don't think it has to be New England for Rabel, who – uh, had such success in Tennessee that I think anybody with an opening would want to at least, um, you know, bring him in for an interview. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider. So if we're dealing with those three, Dan, rank them. What, we were talking about this a few minutes ago. Rank them in terms of desirability across the league right now between Harbaugh, Belichick, and Vrabel. I think Vrabel would be at the top, right? Like his NFL success, while certainly not as extensive as Belichick's, whose is, uh, is more recent, right? Like, like he's, had, he's had very good teams um, more recently, I think. And, and I think, you know, younger and, and sort of, I think people are going to look and say, well, yeah, the last couple of years in Tennessee didn't go well, but that's not all on him. Uh, we think he can do for us what he did for that organization when he got there. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know. See, like, it's, it's really eye of the beholder, right? Like, I mean, Harbaugh is a proven winner at the college level and the NFL level, by the way. His, his four-year stint in San Francisco was highly successful, three conference championship games and a Super Bowl appearance. Um, so I would think, again, Belichick, the drawbacks are he's going to be 72. He's had three losing seasons out of his last four. Um, how much power is he going to want, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I might rank Harbaugh ahead of him, but I, I think it really just depends on what you're looking for. 
Moving into the Dallas Cowboys and what they're going to be facing this offseason, obviously a lot of speculation regarding the future of Mike McCarthy. We kicked this around yesterday. You're seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Packers, one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. You should win this game. I don't think there's any celebration or or any sort of pat on the back for getting this job done. My thought process is this. You're the two-seed. You should be able to, at the very least, make the NFC Championship game and go on the road to San Francisco. And if you lose there, McCarthy's back. I think anything short of that, they're going in a different direction. How how off base am I on that one, Gras? I think a little. I mean, like I think the, the I think for them to make a move on McCarthy in Dallas, you probably have to see them, you know, lose this game and have it go badly, right? The the, the Green Bay game on Sunday. I think. My understanding is the Dallas Cowboys ownership is extremely happy with Mike McCarthy's performance and, and especially what was done this year in terms of, you know, taking control of the offense and Dak Prescott's having his best year. And, and, and I don't think they're in a mind right now of wanting to move on or even considering that. It would, so if they did, it, that would represent a change. So what kind of thing could happen in the next couple of weeks that would change Jerry Jones's mind? Uh, and I think, a shocking first-round upset loss at home to the Packers, the the, the youngest team in the league, uh, might qualify. And again, that's speculation. I don't know. I mean, Jerry Jones has been far more patient with head coaches than his reputation would lead us to believe. So um, I I think they like having Mike McCarthy there as a head coach. I think they're very happy with the way he's performed as the head coach. And I think it would take uh, some sort of significant – you know, alteration of the circumstances in order for them to consider um, moving on. Now, you know, Dan Quinn is on staff. They like him a lot. And, you know, if they felt like they were going to lose Quinn and they also were upset with the way Mike McCarthy handled playoff games, then, then sure, those factors could could matter. But I do think, I mean, obviously, they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Cowboys probably win the game on Sunday and make all of this move. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. One more for you from me. Uh, is Nick Sirianni potentially coaching for his job this weekend, as crazy as that sounds? Kind of um, bubbling up around that situation. Uh, most of it external, like people sort of – people who – so this time of year, like the, the, who we're calling is executives with teams, agents that represent coaches – people that, that sort of keep an eye on these situations. Which situations are you watching for potential change, uh, et cetera? And over the last week or so, there have been some, some mentions in those conversations about, you know, well, well, if the Eagles were to flame out and lose Monday night to the Buccaneers, maybe they could make a change, which sounds really shocking to, to move on from a head coach that was in the Super Bowl literally 11 months ago. But they did fire Doug Peterson two years after winning the franchise's only Super Bowl title. So it's not as if uh, that has a history of buying you a ton of time uh, in Philadelphia. They lost both coordinators to head coach jobs last offseason, and the performance on both sides of the ball has dropped off significantly, especially over the second half of the season. This team went from 10-1 to, uh, to finishing second in its own division. So I, I think it's, it's, it's something to watch if they lose and, and, and look bad doing it on Monday night. Uh, I, I would still probably put the odds at, at uh, you know, less than 50. I think it's more likely that Sirianni would return, but yeah, I, I'd, keep, I'd keep half an eye on it. The perspective always welcome and informative, Dan. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thanks, Dan.
My pleasure. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. So you just heard what he had to say about Nick Sirianni, but also about Mike McCarthy's future. <laughs> In a minute, you're going to hear Jerry Jones' perspective on Mike McCarthy's future. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We do at some point need to discuss a new segment called Let's Fire Him Into the Sun. That's coming. TM. 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 TM for the show. (laughs) Trademark. That's right. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We'll get to that. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. A little over an hour ago, news came out. Mike Vrabel fired as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. So now he is a free agent. We're still waiting to find out what's going on in New England with Bill Belichick and the Patriots in his future. But there has also been speculation, as there really has been throughout his entire tenure, as to what the job security situation is with Mike uh, McCarthy in Dallas and our good buddy Jerry Jones. He just, he he never disappoints. Every week, someone in the NFL says something that leaves us scratching our heads. And it's usually Jerry Jones. I have to believe one and one is three. I can't operate where one and one is two. This is Jerry's world, and we're, we're just, just living in it. So, Jerry making his appearance on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, as he does each and every week, uh, chiming in on the reaction to his comments the other day. For those who don't remember, a reporter uh, said to Jerry that Mike McCarthy needs to do well in the postseason. There was a report. Uh, Can you speak to that? And Jerry said, I think his record speaks for itself. I think what he's done, the fact that we have put ourselves in this position over the last three years, I think that speaks for itself. I have a lot of football. We have a lot of football left, no small part, thanks to Mike, his entire staff, and that's uh, thanks to some really outstanding football players around here. So we'll see how each game goes. So he basically said nothing there, right? So there now, he, so here is uh, Jerry this morning speaking more to that. Well, I was a little... Uh, surprise, I don't know how I could be any clearer. Uh, uh, Coach McCarthy's under contract for next year, and so that's not an issue. Uh, secondly, I couldn't be more pleased with what he's done and how he's coached. Now, apart from sitting down and going over the daily receipts and going over the detail of everything we do out there, I don't know how you can answer a question any different than that. I certainly haven't sat down here right in the middle of the playoffs and started talking to him about something like a contract or something like that. Why would you do that? Uh, so thought number one is that's just the easy way of saying he's our coach right now. He's under contract. And then at the end, you know, 
well, why would you talk about it during the playoffs? Why don't we wait and see what happens after the playoffs? Or is he just saying that we're not going to distract Mike with that right now? What's your read on Jerry's comments right there? Well, first of all, I wouldn't want to be giving him a deal anywhere close to until after the season. I want you hungry, and I want you feeling like you're on edge going into these games. Let's see how you operate. I don't want Mm -hmm. people comfortable. I don't want people fat and happy and sitting back and relaxing. Like, McCarthy understands the task that's in front of him. He knows that he hasn't achieved anything yet. He knows that he will be be judged by how he performs in the postseason. And what we don't know is what that performance looks like in terms of success versus failure. There's different degrees of that. And I think Jerry's really just giving you an update. I don't think there's a whole lot here. He's basically saying, yeah, it's – I'm not going to talk about it now. We got playoffs to win. We can talk about it later because there's no rush for Jerry to get it done now. Jerry's the power guy here. Jerry's the A side. Like, if he wants to talk about it after, McCarthy talks about it after. If Jerry wants to talk about it now, he talks about it now. That's that. For me, it comes down to this, plain and simple. McCarthy is the modern-day Marty Schottenheimer. He can win a lot of games in the regular season. He can't close in the playoffs. And eventually, that catches up to you. All right? Three straight seasons with 12 or more wins. You got a divisional title here. You got a weak NFC outside of the Niners. You should make the NFC Championship game as the two seed at a minimum to keep your job. I don't think beating the Packers this weekend is all that impressive considering what that roster is bringing to town. Next weekend, you would be hosting what? Worst case, the Lions, because they're the three seed. Mm -hmm. You can beat the Lions at home. You should be expecting to beat the Lions at home. And then after that NFC title game in San Francisco, you go there, you lose, you can bring them back, that's fine. But if you don't even reach that point as the two seed, having won 12 games for the third year in a row, the hell are we doing? What are we doing in Dallas? I think what we're doing is what we've done over the last several years, and that is be okay with the status quo as long as Jerry, if things eventually go over the top, is going to get the credit for it. And as far as not speaking on it, well, here's more of him not speaking on it. This is where he needs to have – he, by the way, is the busiest cat in all of Texas. Now, you talking about a one-armed paper hanger being busy, he is that. And so the last thing that I want to do is spend any time talking with him about these kinds of things, on agreements, extension of agreements, especially when I've got one. So that's it. And I'm so, uh, I've said I couldn't be more pleased with what he's done, and I really mean it. He has, he has really made a, as big a difference from his head coaching vantage point as uh, anybody could from any vantage point in the NFL. He's okay, the big you, difference this year. Carlin's had enough. Cut, I, I, cut I, the I, music. <laughs> what I'd like to have right now. <laughs> no. You as Rick Rude, Halloween <laughs> next year, book it. <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyway, I, I these words, they feel like they mean absolutely nothing. And they, they kind of do. Uh, yes, I still think there is a possibility, especially now, maybe even more so, that McCarthy would get fired. Because if he can look at it and hire Mike Vrabel, as Jeff Darlington has brought up on this show, uh, I don't know that he would hire Belichick just because of the credit factor. I still think he could take his yeoman share of the credit if he hired Mike Vrabel. Maybe it's a little bit more likely. But when he says all these nice things, that that's great. I think there's one thing we've all learned 
throughout life. And that is words ultimately mean very little. It's all about actions. The Cowboys strike me as that team that they have a way of doing business. And I think Jerry's smart enough and astute enough to understand that he might not have the best guy in the head coaching spot. But it's a guy that makes him comfortable. He's good with it. So what they're going to essentially do is say, we've got a team that can contend. And we're going to hope that things happen, bad things happen, to the other really good teams. And if enough bad things happen, we might be able to slide past everyone and win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're constructing the team to say, we're going to be the biggest, baddest team on the planet. We're going to take out anybody you put in front of us. That's how Baltimore thinks. Baltimore arms up and says, line us up against anybody. We're going to take you out. Mm -hmm. That's what the Niners think. Put us up against anyone. We're going to go helmet on helmet. We're going to see who comes out on top. Sometimes it may be you. Sometimes it may be us. But we're not afraid of anybody. I think the Cowboys kind of hope that San Francisco gets knocked off by somebody else. I think the Cowboys are the type of team that hopes Baltimore gets taken out in the AFC and some darling goes on a run that they can eventually take out. That's what they strike me as. Good, and if everybody else kind of helps us out and the good teams fall off, we got a shot. I was watching some highlight the other day. I have no idea how it happened. I guess maybe it was an anniversary of a— an Olympic speed skating competition where it was like six guys on the short track and five of them are out in front battling for the whole thing and one guy's like half the rink behind them. But on the final turn, all five guys wipe each other out and the sixth guy comes around and wins the gold because he was so far back he avoided the car crash. That's the Dallas Cowboys. They're hoping that everybody else gets into the car crash and they can just pull right by. I love that short track. Short track's fun. Oh, my God. I can't get enough of it every year. Exactly, because somebody's, everybody's going to get wiped out at once. There's Chaos is, is just a turn away. Exactly. It's the closest we've ever come to rollerball in real life. And you it's watch Abby go, oh, oh, my God, can you believe it? And then you think oh. about it, it's like, man, that dude worked four years for that, and he's not going to have another shot at that for four more years. Maybe oh, I humanity. Sit back down a little bit here, have a little <laughs> empathy. <laughs> I, if, I were, if I were the Cowboys right now, I would absolutely be hoping that somehow they get knocked off. I told you that last week. I think that's their best opportunity was to get the two seed and to hope that somebody goes and does their dirty work for them and takes out the 49ers. Having said all of that, Jerry never, ever, ever makes it uninteresting. And I, if you're asking me, I think there is a better than 50% chance that if he actually lost this game this week that McCarthy would get fired. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.